foundational tools to develop a biblical worldview. Welcome to Mentoring Matters, a listener-supported program of SharonHearts.org. With the world's culture invading the church, it is vital that we establish some deeper roots in biblical truth in order to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Hi, this is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzloff. Jenny, I'm going to start us today in Philippians 2, verse 3. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. And Janie, some of the issues that we have today goes back to the heart of the matter in that we esteem ourselves higher than others. Yes. And that we have arrogance and pride that my rights are more important than your rights and my beliefs are more important than your beliefs. And my truth is more right on than your truth. And we don't have any foundations that stabilize us. This is a rich passage. In fact, we could probably do about a 60-minute show on this, Sharon, if we had the time. But you've hit on a strong point, and that is whatever the Scripture is saying, it's speaking to the heart. Yeah. And many times we don't recognize where the deceitfulness is in our own hearts because we are new creatures in Christ. Yeah. And we have been given a new beginning We just don't know how to end the former way of getting the old out so that the new can be completely in control. Well, you know, I've always thought of this analogy when I think about my new walk with the Lord is in my former days as a non-believer without Christ, I had a path that I walked and it was broad and it felt good and it was easy But then there's a new path that I'm not quite sure how to walk down. And so I try to perform this new walk without the changing of the heart. That's excellent point for me to continue on. Because the enemy then wants to come in and cause us to put our focus on other things. And and sharing, they can be very good things. Right. But still it takes us off of the person. It is the person of Jesus Christ, the work of Christ, the authority of the Bible that is to be where we are to focus and where we're to have our hearts as a priority. Right. And so I can remember being in churches when you talked about that the basic gospel was about the person of Jesus Christ. And they didn't understand that because they were too absorbed with the potlucks on Wednesday night Mm -hmm. and the additional functions. The outreaches. Yes. None of which is wrong. Right. But if it replaces the work and the person of Christ, it has to result in frustration and failure. Right. So for us to let our hearts be guarded... To be tender and compassionate becomes a priority. And then there's another thing where the division comes in that the enemy wants to run our hearts, and that is he wants to divide two Christians. It doesn't take a big mess. It can just take two Christians 
by causing a suspicious nature or a mistrust on what is being said or being done oh. when we don't have all the facts and we're looking at their appearances and their performance. Or their performance, yeah. yes. Yeah. From the outside. And so, therefore, we argue about non-essentials. We take our eyes off the calling that Christ has for us. And you know what? We develop little cliques within our social setting and our church setting on what feels good with what somebody else is saying. Not what's necessarily true. It's just, as you said, if your truth agrees with my truth, we're great friends. Yeah, yeah. But if your truth doesn't agree with my truth, mm-hmm. then we're going to argue the points on non-essential. Right. And so what, mm-hmm. what is the motivation of our heart behind that? Sharon, let me answer your question with a question. What are the things that are most important to us in life that our heart is constantly seeking? Are we not seeking comfort, encouragement? Accolades, maybe? Accolades. Uh, We all have a problem with pride, and pride insists on letting the ego reign. And when our ego reigns, there's another term that we can call that. We call it God playing. I've got to be number one, and God Almighty can't be number one because I need my security, my comfort, my socializing, and the way I want to get it is greater than what God has said he wants to provide for. Okay, so let me ask this. Do you think that that's why we do not study the scriptures? Because in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, it says that the word of God is pierces to the division of soul and spirit and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. We don't study the scriptures as we should because, number one, everything is provided instantly now. Where can you go in life to where you can't get instant internet, instant food, instant anything that you want? So, Sharon, to be a student of the Word requires discipline And if we do have any discipline, we're having to use it in how to make a living or how to diligently serve, but in the flesh. Okay. And so basically, can I say we are lazy to the things that are the priority with God Almighty? Well, you know, I've heard people say, what does the heart have to do with anything? Shouldn't we always search our hearts to have the Lord reveal to us what he sees? If we want God's will, God's way. And you see, when I do it my way, there is a tremendous satisfaction of control. Okay. And control is really uh, reinforced by a sense of pride. Okay. And when you have pride dominating, you certainly don't have humbleness. And the Lord said that He wanted us to follow him in the same way that he described himself, and that was meek and lowly and humble of heart. And there is a solution for having rest for your souls, which means my mind, my will, and my emotions are trusting in the person who can solve my issues, but I don't want to go to him because I don't know him that well, Sharon. Now, I'm not speaking for me personally, but I'm speaking for the general populace. I don't know him that well. And so you're asking me to trust somebody with everything that's causing me a problem. Can't he just fix the problem? I mean, 
that's what I hear a lot. People just want their their physical bodies fixed, their situations fixed. And, and Janie, I've been guilty of that myself. Lord, fix this issue. I have made a royal blunder. <laughs> I recently had a person in the medical field make a profound statement to me when I asked them, why are we having the problems in these areas of health that we have? And the person in the medical field said, because we want just a pill for the pain. We don't need to understand the cause. They don't ask me questions of why this has developed. They just want pills for the pain. For the pain. And that has worked in so many cases, but that doesn't take care of the root problem. So what happens? Pains keep reoccurring and most of the time spreading to different parts of our physical being. And we have got to one day recognize that we are body, soul, and spirit. Mm -hmm. And if we don't take care of the most important first, which is the spirit and the Spirit works through the power of the Holy Spirit, and then the Holy Spirit works through the conscience working on our heart. Wow. So the root of it all comes from the heart, right? It absolutely does. And there's one thing that medicine has taught me that the head rules the heart. But Sharon, there is much science to validate that actually the heart is influencing and ruling the head. So we need the heart as our first priority to be a right so that we can properly function what the head thinks and how it responds and what emotions it produces and what feelings it produces because the heart is the inner being of who we really are. Okay, is that our character? It includes character, but it's more than character. It's really all that we are in how we think, how we process our character, our disposition, our emotions, everything that we have in this body that we're living in. Okay. All right? And in Psalms 26, verse 2 and 3, it says... Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my mind and my heart. For your loving kindness is before my eyes. And over in Psalms 27, he said, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And then he says, Now I better wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. When he strengthens your heart, he strengthens all of you. That includes your mind, your will, your emotions. But the heart is the base that the Lord says, guard your heart, for out of it proceed all the issues of life. So when we say, what does the heart have to do with anything? It has everything to do with who we are as beings. And we can look upon our heart and God our heart, but because we know our heart can be deceitfully wicked and who can know it, that's why we say, examine me, Lord, Mm -hmm. and prove me. Show me what's in my heart. And then we surrender our hearts, Mm -hmm. our whole being, unto him who is the strength of the heart and all that we are will be because of all he is to us. 
And that's why Mentoring Matters. Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hearts Ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHearts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N Hearts.org.